0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor, comedian. I live in Hollywood. I, I had sex today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lucky. I'm Matthew yeah. Dempsey. I'm a multicultural counselor and psychotherapist, and I'm intrigued about Alec's sex today.
0: Um, my kid went back to summer school. And we have a tiny house. It's 1100 square feet. And okay. my husband and I are loud. It's like cats fucking. It's like. <laughs> and so all through the pandemic, our son has been 10 feet, 12 feet away. And today we kind of hit it as if we didn't have any kids at home. Wow. Kid at home. Yeah. And it was very nice.
1: Oh, nice. Very, but
0: you know what? It's a thing of like, we've been married for 19 years. And wow. I feel like uh, uh, we're, we're, I we do things to keep each other interested. Yeah. After 19 years, there's a yeah. wrestling singlet. He likes seeing me. in. <laughs> um, I have to lay face down and not say anything uh-huh. for the majority of the singlet sessions, but he gets really excited about that. Uh. Um, but it's kind of like sexually you lose and you find each other over the course of a 19 year marriage.
1: Yeah. Is it the wrestling that singlet that helps you rediscover each other? Uh, each time, Sometimes, or? sometimes
0: <laughs> that's kind of like, that's like, okay, what do we got to do? We got to break out that singlet.
1: Yeah, we got to yeah.
0: we got to break out that singlet. Um, and also I don't know if you find this when you're with somebody and you don't have sex for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Do you get kind of? I get weird. I get like, like are we hell. sisters or like what's happening? Are we not? Right. I'm always kind of like, there's a phenomenon in the queer community, um, uh, uh, called lesbian bed death. Now I'm not saying this <laughs> to be lesbian phobic, but the 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 syndrome. Um, uh, describes a couple, queer, it could be a queer couple or a straight couple who just stop having sex. Right. And then they just don't do it anymore.
1: Yeah. And then it just kind of becomes more of a companionship. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you're like roommates instead of right. actually lovers. So right. I don't know. How do you? So how do you feel about that? When when you when you go through periods of time in your relationship where there's not really any sex.
0: Well, we have to talk about it. Well, I'm like, it always comes down to, am I fucking ugly to you now? Right. Am I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've gained a little pandemic weight, but I'm not so bad. Are we? And it's always like, dude, the kids here. There's too much going on. Let's find an oasis with And there's no kid and we're on our own. And we found that today.
1: Oh, that's and, amazing! Um,
0: so my my new neighbor got an earful, you know <laughs> and I just have to tell him that we watch this television show every day where people are having sex in the shower.
1: You just have and, to tell him yeah. it's your dogs howling. Everybody's familiar <laughs> with us by this point, so
0: <laughs> I have a very noisy plumber.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I think it's it's really easy to personalize things. Obviously, whenever yes. there's there's lulls in a relationship where sex isn't happening, have you been able to identify in in your relationship? over 19 years that when there when there are lulls that it's that there's other things going on you know even aside from just maybe circumstantial things like things between the two of you
0: well I mean you know it's that thing it's like when you first get together you fuck all the time I mean that's just kind of Mm -hmm. like and then there's a law of attrition and then (laughs) it you get caught up in kids and um but uh, it, long story long, whenever we don't do it for a really long time, I get weird. I start taking it personally, and he's like, "Shut up, mm-hmm. uh, just it's weird right now. I'm on meds. You're on meds. Right. It takes a long time to come. Sometimes I get self conscious about that. Yeah. Um. But it, the the bottom line is what keeps it good is like I still love you. I still think you're cute. Yeah. And yeah. But it's like. I don't know. So, I've never you know, I've never been with anybody this long, Matthew. I've never aged 20 years with somebody before.
1: I mean, 19 years, that's a long time. And that's, mm. you know, congratulations on such a long relationship. I have never had a relationship that yeah. long before. So I
0: was looking at our wedding pictures from 16 years ago. Oh we look like kids. Little babies. We, we look like little baby gays. I mean, yeah. we're fresh faced and everything. We're adorable. Yes. Um, but um, have you you have you been in a relationship where the newness has
1: Well, listen, I'll tell you something, like I've been, uh, you know, if I'm being super transparent, my longest relationship was three years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not that, that long, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's been the longest for me. You know, and I'll be honest with you, too. There's um, I have I'm 39 years old. That's the longest relationship I've been in. And there's shame that can come up around the fact that I haven't been able to kind of like go the like a longer distance with really? somebody. Yes. And I think, you know, there's like a, like
0: I, shame in, in terms of like I should be able to. Yeah. Or, I
1: mean, yeah. I'm a therapist. I should be able to figure this shit out. Like how mm. come I haven't been able to be in a relationship longer? And so there's there's shame that comes up you know, and there's part, there's part of it that for me, I think is a little bit like commitment issues. Like I'm afraid to be in relationships that I've seen in my life. So, Mm. you know, so I quickly withdraw, um, if things are like kind of not feeling okay. So it's hard to know. It's it really is hard to know sometimes, am I leaving this relationship knowing I've totally cleaned my side of the street? I've really given it a fair shot or is there something defensive about it that makes me want to jump out? But, you know, so, so that's a little bit, that's a little bit of the stuff that, uh, you know, that, I, you're that I've an, been you're trying an, to assess.
0: You're an Aries, right? You're like I am an Aries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're an Aries. Well, I'm a I'm a former um, I'm a recovering sex and love addict. So I was always trying to make anything work. It didn't yes. matter if yeah. I was dating Dahmer. I would be like, "You want something to eat? We'll figure it out." Like yeah. I I'm and now I'm more discerning. I think the thing is with long term things. and Well, we have a great guest today, yep, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And folks, if you're just tuning in, this is a mental health podcast hosted by me. And an, a mental health professional, um, namely Matthew Dempsey, who's a therapist and knows what he's talking about. He has two master's degrees from Columbia. And um, download and subscribe. You're giggling. Why are you giggling? <laughs> I, mean,
2: I don't
0: know what this all <laughs> like. The cell. Did you see the cell? Yes, I was doing tr- for the you're show. You're trying
1: to lift me up and reduce my shame as I'm talking yes, about no, relationships. No, no. Here's
0: the thing. Oh, oh Heather McDonald is our guest today. and yes. She's been married for 20 years. So she's going to know a lot about like what do you let go of and what do you hold on to and how do you make things which work Which is which and, is I think
1: yeah. I'm like very interested in this conversation because I, like you and I kind of both <laughs> represent maybe you know two ends of the spectrum here because When when we think about relationship dynamics, uh, there's one specifically that's called like pursuer distancer, where people defensively can either be pursuers, meaning like they kind of chase after the other person's Mm. attention and wants to kind of feel safe in that way. That's me. And and the other one can be a distancer, meaning I need space and can push away and that can be a defensive thing. Yes. And those two people oftentimes can kind of find each other and can do this kind of like dance back and forth. Until there's more of a recognition of people's tendencies of you know kind of protecting themselves, so that you can kind of come together a little bit more. But so I'm. Are you, are you a distancer? I'm a distancer. Or? No, I'm a distancer. Yeah. Oh, gosh. you like I push to, away. You like to keep I a girl give me space. on her toes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is kind of like, I think that not many people know, and then we're going to go to break and then we're going to come back with Heather yes. McDonald because she's so talented. And if you've seen her on Comedy Central or any of her stand up specials or Chelsea uh, lately when that ran forever and ever, she's she's so sharp and funny and talented. Yeah. Um, what Was I saying a 20 year relationship is somebody's going to see you at your worst and you're yeah. going to see somebody at their worst. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's about how much are you willing to forgive? Mm hmm. <laughs> Do you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, and and it's, it's a constant negotiation of um, uh, with my husband and not have this thing where we have to clear the deck. We got to talk about whatever yeah. it was that was bothering me and really kind of like, hash
1: that out. Which I think is great. And the the benefit of having a long-term relationship is that it gives you all these opportunities to kind of go to like deeper depths and to explore all the layers of who you are within the context of a really intimate relationship, you know, to kind of bring up your shit and be able to sort through that and figure it out Uh in a better sense, which is great. I think also kind of the other side of this conversation too, is that we live in a society that constantly kind of Bombards and shames us into thinking if you can't be in a relationship for like a really long fucking time, like you're decades and decades person. and decades, you're a lesser person, and there's something wrong with you. And I heard Gloria Steinem speak once in an interview where she was talking about how this is crazy that at like you know 18 to 21 years old, everybody you know needs to pick a partner and be with them forever, pick a job and do that forever. I know. And why why is it that we can't celebrate all successes that happen maybe in kind of like shorter chunks? If you've got three, four, five loves in your life. How come that can't be a great success? Because we're Why obsessed we with like a happy failure?
0: ending. We're obsessed with uh, the totally. well, it's like, it's
1: like the fairy tale thing. So it's it's sometimes hard to gauge, you know, whether or not, like, is, is this really the right relationship for me? Has it legitimately kind of run its course and played its part in my life? And is it okay and healthy and successful to be able to, you know, say our goodbyes and move on to the next? So, anyways, just to be the, the other side of this <laughs> conversation. <too>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we're going to we're going to pick your uh, noodle tonight, uh, today about (laughs) relationships. Uh, If you're tuning in for the first time again, don't forget to download and subscribe. And when we come back, we'll be we'll be speaking about relationships with the hilarious Heather McDonald. Yes.
1: Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morford. We are excited to welcome our guest today. She's an actress, comedian, and writer. You may know her from her years as a writer and panelist on the hit show, Chelsea Lately.
0: Now you can catch her on her top-rated podcast, Juicy Scoop, and touring with her hilarious stand-up show. We're excited to have you here with us. Please welcome Heather McDonald. Yay, Yay. Yay. applause, applause, applause. Look at your backdrop. You like are uh, you like a professional zoomer.
2: Uh, you know, my my husband did this when I was I was uh, filming something, and I had to be quarantined for like five days. Yes, mm. and uh, and that's when we figured it out. And I don't know. I guess it's sticking on there.
1: It looks great.
0: Listen, we have a lot in common. Uh, and Matt has a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, experience talking about people in relationships and talking people through relationships. You've been with your husband for 20 years. You have twenty one.
2: Wait, 21 years wedding. 21 years
0: Whoa. is when we got married. Wow. This is past
2: Memorial Day weekend. Yeah.
1: Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: And um, what do you feel are the enduring things that come up for you in a marriage? Like this is where I got to hunker down and work, work this out or we're over.
2: I mean, there is a, a sense of me being like, I'm going to heaven and God will reward me for the time <laughs> I spent on earth with this asshole. Um, definitely kids, definitely yeah. the complications of breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but then also then there'll be those times where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought those awful thoughts yesterday. Today's such a better day we're having so much more fun today, or that was really great, or I have this to look forward to. And you know. And then within 12 hours later, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, so it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of de- believing I deserve a medal. It's, I do get a weird little like pang of accomplishment when um, people do an Instagram post that they're gonna break up or remain best friends. I always repost like Heather forever because that's my husband's name. So Peter and Heather. And that's bad that I feel that way. But I do feel like, hey, girl, you did it. And then then, then I'm like, that's terrible because I think, you know, so many people are so much happier once they get divorced. Yeah. And they are, are, and they find, but it's like this weird, like jealousy, like when you have like at least half, like I'm still really close with a lot of my sorority sisters. Yes, I was in a sorority Buzzfeed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, i in a sorority as well. So all these things are like taboo now, but with the girls that I was in my sorority with, it's kind of an interesting study of demographics because there's like two girls that have never been married, not had kids, Mm. two girls that are like me, one myself and one other girl still married to the first husband, two others that are divorced, um, and one, it was her second husband. He actually died, so now she's like kind of on her third love. Oh, uh, okay. And so, um, so it's kind of it's kind of like interesting. But then when I would see my friend who got divorced, she was I visited her, and her heart was broken from the divorce. But she was just having so much fun. She was in South Carolina, and it was just like a lot of rich, cute, age appropriate men that were like also looking for a second wife. And she was just like besieged with dating. Uh-huh. You see your friends like all handsy on each other with their new person at the barbecue. And you have a little pang like, is there someone that's a better match for me? I think there could be, to be quite honest. But what's the chances of me finding that person at this age? And the one that I know, I know is like trustworthy, dirty John. He's we still have a lot of fun together. Right. You know, I just feel like he doesn't adore me like the like the rest. of. Oh, the my world God, we
0: are the same person. We're the same person because that's that's the thing. I had an ex who said, you don't want affection. You want to be worshipped. And I was uh, like, what's the problem with that? And like, I'll get a couple of shots in me and yeah. then I'll get really huggy with my husband. And if he pushes me away, I'm like, you fucker. Why don't you? Why is this a problem? Why is hugging me a right. problem? Now, um Matt, can you address the kind of difference between... <laughs> The newness of a relationship and people who've well, been together. Hold
1: on, before before I do, actually, yeah. I do kind of want to jump it and say to the to the other end of this because I've I've dated actors before, yeah. and so <laughs> so I kind of noticed, which is typical, right? Like a caregiver and a performer. Why well, so. are you
0: pulling away? I, <laughs> I just
1: want yeah. to be close. Yeah, so like you know, but I remember I remember feeling that too because you know, the guys that I that that I've dated. Um, who were actors, they would really kind of like wrestle me for attention. That's what it felt like. It really felt like, how come you're not paying attention to me? How come you don't love me? And I'm like, oh my God, I literally just like moved to LA. I need like a minute to settle in. <laughs> can I just have a moment? I and talked it to really
0: you six weeks ago. Back off.
1: Because it didn't feel like it was It be exactly because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like that it was about connecting with me. It felt like attention for him and you can feel the difference, <sighs> you know? And so that's why it, it didn't, that's why I felt it was more kind of repelling than it was being like, yes, let's connect. Let's, yes, you know, it felt like it was more about him, and so that that's that's what uh, made it challenging.
0: My husband yeah, will that's, actually—that's interesting. Yeah, my ahead. husband will actually say, "Pay attention to me. I need you to pay attention to me." Yeah, and I'll go, "Okay, what do you want? What what do you?" And like he'll ask for what I want, yes. and I, I do the passive aggressive route, and I'll just pout and feel unloved and just kind of <laughs> pick at the dirt. Um, after yes. twenty years, what are the struggles between you and your husband? Heather, what are the things that are are like, with me, it's just taking things personally. I will still, uh, we still have the argument, that's not what I said, and that's not what I meant. Or that's what I said, but that's not what I meant.
2: Right, well, we made the financially wise decision, but oftentimes a bad decision to work together. Mm -hmm. And um, (gasps) we didn't work together like the first 16 years. And then when I started the podcast, um, for the first year, he wasn't part of it. And then the next year, he's really good at like contracts and stuff. So he was like negotiating the contract and all Uh this stuff. And then he would like, then I'd have like an issue with like PR person. He's like, well, why wouldn't you look at this and do that? And why didn't your manager do this? I'm like, well, why don't you just be a bigger part of it then? Because like you're saying, I'm making, you know, I didn't care. And so there's been some really great aspects of it. Therapist, doctor, list this one. (laughs) My marriage now is very, very similar to what my parents were. And it kind of creeped up on me without me noticing it, which is my mom was a realtor and my dad was a big advertising exec, like straight out of that. Okay. okay? And then when he turned about 50, he was like, advertising is a young man's game. And like, I got to figure out something else to do because they, you know, they'd lose an account and all this stuff. So then he looked around and he's like, God, there's idiots in real estate. I can make us like, you know, so he gets this real estate license and they become like one of the first couples to like have bus benches and shopping carts and we give out pumpkins and we were, you know, Bob and Pam McDonald welcome you to Woodland Hills and like everybody at our church would sign up, but they'd fight a lot. And I was like, Mm. and my sister and I would go to bed and we'd say, we will never work with our husbands. Right. Cut to 20 years later, my sister, who's an attorney, is working with her husband, who's an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? And I'm working with my, and I'm like, and so at a certain point, it did get pretty, you know, rough. And I I was like, what am I going to do? And I, for the first time, did go and see a therapist about a year and a half ago. And it started out with the two of us going, and then he started to flake, and then I was like, "Whatever, I'm going to still go." And I kind of realized, like, okay, I I'm not, I hadn't been putting my foot down at all huh. for many many years, and I was very much like the example of is like I would work all week at Chelsea lately, and I'd have a show, and I'd be once in a while go away for the weekend to do stand up. I drive from Woodland Hills to uh, like Olympic and Bundy or universal, whichever place we were at a long time, pack my bag, leave it there. Okay. Then take that car to the LAX on and leave it at the Joe's parking lot. Then take the Mm -hmm. bus from the Joe's parking lot to the plane, then do four or five shows, then come home, get on the bus, then go back to the, I'm like, why wasn't I like, Hey, you're going to drive me to work. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to either hire me a car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I ask for more help like that? And I just mm. did not I was always just like that, you know, youngest of five Catholic girl. I don't want to inconvenience anyone. I yes. can do it. Why would I inconvenience you? Right. And yet he was always, if he was ever inconvenienced about something, he would let you know. And finally, right. I was like, oh my God, I'm inconvenienced every fucking day of my life like just holding up this family. And but I'm you're not saying anything.
0: You're just kind of. But I never in was saying anything. Yeah. Right. And
2: then if we get into it, it was always like I was rushing to either do a show or whatever. So if I started to get like in a fight. I'd, I'd go, I'd go stop, stop, stop. I have to be in a good mood. I'm going on the, I'm going to tell funny, cute family stories. And like, right. You know, an hour and a half stop. And I just have to stop. And I'd have to be like, hey! yeah. you know, getting in the um, zone. Yeah. 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 And so I kind of realized like, oh, I let this kind of build and I kind of created a little bit of a, a monster and that I didn't start to go. No, not OK. I'm walking out. Not. And for like the first six months of this, I was like, is this working? No, it's not. Oh, that worked. Oh, now it's one step, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Uh-huh. But now I feel like in a year and a half later, I am kind of excited to like share with like my listeners and stuff that you can change the dynamic you can. In my opinion, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm really proud that I, you know, kind of realized it. And I feel like I did all the heavy lifting because it was me <laughs> changing my reaction to him to yeah. instead of him. It's like I realized we we're never gonna go on some fucking hippy dippy marriage boot camp thing like not to be on TV, but just like, I, I, I was, I used to be like, should we go to, th-? I knew he would never go to that or something Man. like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, if we're really going to go away for a week, and do I really want to do that? Like journal and be sad. And I, do right. I really, I mean, I think <laughs> I'd rather just like go to Cabo and like have some drinks. We never have a bad time in Cabo. Cabo right. Do, right. Let's just get fucked up in well. Cabo. Yeah. Yes. We vacation very well together. Like it's so, yeah, that's kind of the journey I've been on in the last couple of years. And, you know, and then coming up on 21 years and one daughter, my stepdaughter just graduated from college. I have another son going away to college. My other son is 15. I'm like, yeah, this is who I want to babysit the grandkids with. Like, I don't want to try to find if there's a better version of this, of a guy like this, you know, like I, so I'm so, but I'm also like putting like, like he would always like plan the trips and things like this. And I just like, now I'm like, Hey, in 2022 next summer, I'm like, the kids are old enough. And, you know, I said, I've never, I've never had the money. I never went uh, and did the European thing when I was young. Oh, And now I have the money to like really do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so I'm doing it and I'm going to spend this money. I'm going to go, if you want to come and be a part of it. Great. If you don't like, it's fine. And then like with that night, he was like, had shit all starting to plan And he's great like that. Like, I don't know how the miles work and I don't know how to do the deals. and like. (laughs) But he he wanted, it sounds like he
0: wanted to contribute to that part of the thing. It's like, oh, you're doing that. And what you're saying to me, Heather, is like, when you said that you're like the youngest of five, I knew exactly Uh where you're coming from. I'm the third out of four. And by the time I Uh was born, nobody could like there's a million baby pictures of my brother and sister older. And there's like one of me, because by the time I came around, I was like, who gives a shit, go play in the traffic. And my little sister was the baby. So I was just kind of like, hello, does anybody
2: remember this guy? (laughs) I have to tell you the funniest thing. So we just, we just got out our wedding video and in Mm -hmm. the beginning of the wedding video, the videographer like said, Oh, give me a bunch of baby pictures. And I'll do like a little video of you and a little video of Peter. Well, I didn't have any good baby pictures, but my sister, who's two and a half years older than I am, her baby picture had my parents. Like my mom had like an updo. My mom was gorgeous. And they're like going to some fancy event. My dad's in a tux. And then my sister just looked like a little porcelain thing. Like I was always like chocolate on my face and like a Uh hanging diaper. And so I used that for my wedding video. (laughs) <laughs> I used my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect.
0: Look at how ideal it was. Matt,
2: <laughs> this is a, this yeah. is interesting. Like when,
0: Heather, when you were talking about like not airing things that you were mad about, just give me a fucking yeah. ride to the airport. I yeah. mean, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, if, for, it sounds like you're finding your voice as an adult in, in ways that are contrary to the way that you are raised. Now, to me, yeah. my ex was in Aries and uh, New York, he's in publishing, and he would get mad right away. And I was never really good at being angry. I always get upset about it or embarrassed or I regret it. So how he would get angry right away and then it would be over right away.
2: I would store wait, up. Wait, a, wait, Peter, Peter's in Aries. My husband yeah. is an Aries. And that is exactly true. He takes, he yells, takes a big shit and it's half. And then, his and then the it's fine. walks it's over. Like, and he's like, Hey. Yeah. Or makes a joke. <laughs> and right. I'm like. What? What's wrong with you? Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: But how I would get mad is I would store up. You did something shitty. I'm not saying anything. Uh, oh, I don't like that. I'm not saying anything. I'm not like that. And then three weeks later, he'd go, Hey, how are you? And then I would explode like a volcano. Okay. And he's like, what I learned from that relationship, he told me like, you got to get mad when you're mad, because if you're mad about something that happened three weeks ago, and then you spring it on me, it's not fair.
1: Yeah, but it's also, you know, there's all different ways of trying to, like, express yourselves, but if we're either being passive or aggressive, those are two sides of the same defensive coin, Um, because all that does is really try to, you know, kind of protect our egos. It doesn't give us a chance to actually find a way to connect. It's not about the relationship. It becomes about us. And so that's when we're kind of like off course on it, but when we can find a way where it's like, you know, generally it's like, if we tend to be passive, you know, and then we want to change the pendulum swings to the other direction, then we become aggressive, right? Because we're just trying to like figure out what the balance can be. But inevitably when we get to a place where we can understand what it is that we're feeling and the issues that we're experiencing and find a way to communicate that so the other person can hear and help meet our needs, then that's something that can help uh, the relationship.
0: Are you yeah. an advocate of just making your needs known?
1: Uh, I'm absolutely an advocate of making our needs known, but also making sure that we're not reacting and we're responding. So that like, if we feel something in the moment, feel it, but give yourself a moment to breathe through it. Even let your partner know that you need a minute to process it. Right, right. Um, but then be able to come back to the table and say like, hey, this is what this is what happened. This is what I experienced. This is what mm-hmm. I was feeling about it. Not pointing the finger or, you know, uh, kind of throwing criticisms or judgments at the other person, but finding a way of just, you know, kind of active listening and communicating our yeah. needs. For sure.
0: My husband is like, um, his anger is like, I need to not talk to you right now.
1: What makes ever. that anger? Why does that well, make it, that anger? it's kind
0: of like it. It. Um. It. We. I know. I'll. Got. I. I will have gone too far when he's like, I need to not talk right now because yeah. I'm so angry. I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next to hurt you. Okay. So give me a moment. I'm going to give yeah. you a moment, and when we regroup. Yeah. Well, but and then we kind of like slowly work our way back to the center of the house. I love that. Yeah. But totally.
2: I, I think that's kind of good. I mean, I I do that too because. What I learned was like, he'd say something and I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? And then I would try to defend myself. Yeah. And what my therapist caught, taught me after like hearing about this is like, she's like, don't defend yourself. You, it, why? You can't, yeah. you're never going to win the argument with it, like kind of figuring out. And so now I do just go not, nah, not, you know, and I just, I leave, I walk away and I will not do the talking because I'm like, it's a waste of energy. And then it it can also, I think when you also realize whoever you're, you know, when you realize you're with a partner or whoever, where it can escalate to a place
0: uh-huh. that
2: yeah. it's going to, like, screw up the day, the weekend. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, sometimes you have to go, I am the superior being who's going to, like, shut it down. And I, even though he deserves to hear me say this, <laughs> I'm actually not because I'm not going to cut off my nose to spite my weekend. Totally know, like well.
1: I, that's when it, but that's when it that. turns into, that's when it turns into like a power struggle, that kind of like classic power struggle when everybody's fighting yeah. back and forth, everybody's defending themselves and want to be heard. Nobody's fucking listening to anybody. It's all a waste of, you know, our breath and our energy, but really in those moments, the intention and when we get honest with ourselves about like, really, what is my intention right now? If my intention is about protecting myself, then maybe I need to like, pull back for a minute and just give Mm. myself a breath because what we want to do, because the whole power struggle, it's all bullshit. It's all an illusion. Like, it's not like, oh, if I let him talk, or if I say that he was right about that, then I'm giving him power. It's not about that. It's more about how can we actually share how we're feeling, listen to the other person, know that we're practicing some level of vulnerability with each other, because then that's serving the relationship, not either one of us. And I know if at least I'm doing my part to clean my side of the street and and doing that and showing up in that kind of way, then that's something that actually helps empower me in an authentic way, not just kind of defending my ego in the moment.
0: It's messy. I mean, it's, it's kind of like as bad, when it gets really bad with me and my husband or when we're going through a tough time, I also think because we've been together so long, I'm either gonna go through my shit with you or somebody else. Like, it's going right. to be you or somebody yes. else. I mean, if I get together <laughs> yeah. with somebody else, I've already broken you in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I and I know his stuff well enough to kind of negotiate and forgive.
2: Well, that's what I, I feel like the same way, too. Like, oh, I'm just going to... Who am I going to find, you know, that's going to be, like, age-appropriate for me? It's either going to be a guy who you know, was a shitty husband or had a shitty wife and is now, uh, you know, scarred from it. So you, no matter what, you're going to get a, a broken human being coming down the way. <laughs> Everybody's so going like, to have their broken stuff, their hot mess yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's no way that you're, there's no like perfect, unless, and like unless you're both, unless like two people had the best you know, marriage ever and both their, their partners died, then like, maybe, then maybe they could find each other and have like a perfect, but no matter what, you're going to be coming back with some shit. And in some ways you might be like such a better second time around because you know what you did, or you definitely don't want to make sure you did that, you know, that you don't repeat that. But yeah, it's exactly, it's like, well, we can work it out. You know, at least I know what I'm dealing with, you know, it's just (laughs) like so... So many women my age that like, you know, find somebody, it just all seems so great. And it's like, God, it's they're You know, like I said, they're dirty Johns, which is, you know, that show uh, based on a true story or they're, they're, they're players. And the other thing is with these guys, the straight guys, you know, that are like now 50 and on these apps, it's like, you think about what their life was. Okay. So they were in high school in the eighties and nineties. And it was probably really hard to get a girlfriend or get laid. And then college was a real challenge to get laid. And then they got married and then someone cheated. And, was a divorce. and now they're like 50 and they have like a couple bucks in a home. And <laughs> every night, some girl will drive to their house and fuck them. Like mm-hmm. every, these guys, they are like for a 50 year old divorce guy who's straight, this is the greatest time of their life. Like they, yeah. I'm telling it you, it's so stuff. easy yeah. and all, yeah. And then all these women who are like 40 I look at the guy and they're like, well, he's not that great. He's not that good looking, but at least he had the job and a home. So I'm going to lower my standard and be with this guy. Well, so is every other chick lowering their standards to be with this guy. So it's like, it's kind of hard. It's, I mean, I definitely, I definitely feel badly for, you know, I think it's a challenge. And if people can find that love second them around and both people are normal, I think it's great. But when you go on the apps and stuff, which is the way you kind of have to do it, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah. I see that pattern a lot. And you just, it's impossible to really know if the person's being true to you or not in this digital age.
1: Yeah. What about, <laughs> what about like just the, um, the other alternative that, um, you know, maybe not needing to be in a relationship. Like what if just kind of like being single and finding fulfillment in that way, you know, that's what I was kind of mentioning at the top of the show that I know that I have felt from like the world that we live in this constant kind of um, bombardment that we need to be in a relationship in order to feel like a success and to not be, and and I'm not saying that I'm above that because I've definitely felt shame about not being in a relationship at times, but what about this kind of like other, like new narrative has been where we don't need to be in a relationship in order to, in order to be okay.
2: Oh, I mean, I, I totally believe that you don't, I think there's so much more, so much fulfillment and, you know, and I don't think that is the end all be all for people. Just like, I don't think having children is like the end all be all for Mm -mm, people. I think it's a gift it's a gift if you don't desire to be a parent, you know, because I knew as a young age, like I always wanted to be a mom. And there were times when I was single and I was like going to bed at like 27 after doing stand up by myself and in my bed and watching like some Jerry Springer rerun. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess if, even if I have to get like a sperm donor or something, like I just knew I would want to be a mom. So I think if there's people that are like, you know, I don't really know if I want it. It's like, well, then, God bless you, because there's so many people yeah. that want it and don't. So the same thing goes with being in like a long term or a, a live in type of serious relationship. I think if if people are happy and, and you know, God love it, just be happy, you know, but a lot of people do desire that companionship. And I think yeah. it is hard, even if you had a bad marriage, I think like after, a, you know, you're glad to get rid of that awful person. But then I do think, holidays or whatnot when you don't have your kids or all of a sudden it's sunday and you like don't have plans and your girlfriend can't do anything or your friend i i and now you're like you know in your mid-50s or whatever and it can be hard and
1: you're kind of like now
2: what you know
1: yeah right
2: i got really good at being
0: single right before i got married
1: right Uh before i met Uh my husband
0: I was like I've got my friends. Yeah. I can I have I'm not lonely. I have yeah. my friends with my friends. I had some situations a sexual <laughs> that I could go to and yeah. take care right? of this. So I kind of felt I kind of like I was journaling cuz I'm gay <laughs> yeah. and um and I was saying if this is it, yeah. This isn't such a terrible thing. Yes, yeah. If I could have great friends and adventures and get my rocks off when I need to. And then maybe maybe I won't meet one person. Maybe I'll meet a bunch of different great guys and we'll have all of a sudden when I stopped, when I stopped, when I let go of my attachment
1: to that, this has to be a certain
0: way, it kind of, then I met him.
1: Totally. Yeah. I think that's great. I've been exactly kind of in that place right now where I'm really mm-hmm. working on that part of it. Cause right. I know for so long, for so I'm li- like literally from like, I remember kindergarten, always wanting to have like a girlfriend at that time. Cause that's like, mm-hmm. who was acceptable for me. So like, like having like some kind of relationship in my life all the fucking time. And if I didn't have, if I didn't have one, I felt bad. I felt like that there was something wrong or I wasn't happy. So I always had this like attachment and it's over the last like few years, really, I've been noticing that and trying to let go of that attachment more and more. Cause I've, you know, had this conscious thought the other day. I was like, if I get to the end of my life and I don't have like that kind of like decades long relationship, am I going to think I fucked up? Am I going to think that I like really failed at life and like I don't want that to be my thought. So I really want to like get good, as you were saying, get good at being single and same thing. Like I'm actually been like cool having time on my own. I have such incredible friendships that I right. consider my family that we do so much together. We travel together, we get all that stuff. So, so uh, same thing.
0: But also for years, I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid to yeah. be alone and that kept me in really bad situations. Yeah. That kept exactly. me in bad relationships where I was like, okay, he's a serial murderer, but I, you know, I'm we're together.
1: Yeah. and releasing the attachment that actually opens up the space for an organic and healthy relationship to come into your life.
2: Yeah. I also think like, you know, there's times in your life when it is it is a classic that you're working on your career and you're really busy. And you meet, you might meet the right person. And then you're that guy that says, I just, I can't commit. Like I, if I get this job, I need to fly to New York and blah, blah, blah. And so I think it's, it's easier for the person to be single when actually they have so much going on like business mm-hmm. and they're getting that satisfaction in their life and they're getting the accolades and the love, like from the audience or from career boosts or from money or whatever yeah. And then I think, like, when you think about the pandemic, there were so many, you know, uh, COVID divorces. Mm-hmm. But then I know from a lot of people, there was this moment where, like, thank God I, I had a partner. Yeah. Because it was really fucking boring and we actually had a nice time. And, like, mm-hmm. I would have been really bummed if I was by myself. And so I think it was, like, yeah, it, it, COVID showed the cracks where they were and they got bigger. And, you know, it also helped heal people, in a, in a a you know, in a nice way, too. So that was... Some
0: benefits of we, it. We, we got our cracks healed, Matthew. Yeah.
1: Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> always trying to get my crack healed.
0: <laughs> yeah, trying to break it up again. <laughs> Heather, you're so cool. I'm so glad we got to talk today. We've never really hung out before, and I just think you're so talented. You always make me giggle. Yeah, and same. I do like when you talk about your husband and your act where you talk about, I love my cheap husband. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you have this one thing about like, we have to split a soda at Panda Express.
2: <laughs> well, those are, those are the kind of things, the, those are the kind of things like I did kind of put up with because I was like the way he is and that's going to make him happy. And, blah, blah. and And that's another thing where I put my foot down is like to be like, okay you know, we can't afford this. I want, this is what I want. Like I (laughs) want to go to Europe while I still look cute in a bathing suit and can walk up all the steps. I don't want to, you know, wait till I want my own Mr. Pib at Panda Express. Yes. Yes. I want my own drink. And and sometimes when you live like that, like, honestly, it is kind of hard for me to be like sometimes in a store and be, and I have like an inner dialogue like Heather, you've been waiting for this moment your whole life to walk into a store and be able to buy the shoe that you want or the bag that you want. And I don't like, I'm not, you know, Dorit on Beverly Hills, but like, I'm finally like, this is what I used to imagine when yeah, I was 20 yeah. going into store yeah. and being like one day or I could get the appetizer. Yeah.
0: My husband and I get in the trouble there. Cause we're both the girl.
2: Yeah. But for me, I'm like, I want the experiences. I want, mm-hmm. you know, weekends away in the summer, like going to the nice hotel in Newport or whatever just like being able to go, God, it's, you know, 108 where I live in Woodland Hills. I want to just get in my car and like pay for, I don't care how expensive the hotel room is. I still haven't done that. But like, I feel like this summer, I'm like, <laughs> if I feel like it, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. Like I am doing it. And, you know, and I think, so I think that's also another thing with couples. is like, where, where do you guys agree to like, you know, splurge? On yeah. Whatever that might
0: be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's why my husband and I are terrible. We're, we're like, let's go. I don't care. We don't have any money. It doesn't matter. Let's go. Um, Heather, we usually close the uh, show with a, with a hot message from our guest. So uh, what would be your hot message in terms of just negotiating this, this marriage of yours? Like what, what's working for you guys?
2: I mean, I definitely think, uh, especially with like a big event, like an anniversary, a birthday, a holiday, I think this is especially where I know girls like me would get upset. Like that's it. He didn't do this. I mean, for the last, like, I don't know how many years I've been like, this is the gift I want, or this is where I want to go. I've like taken a photo of the purse. I've texted it to him. <laughs> like ju- that way you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Or even yeah. And then with your kids, like I tell my kids, it's my birthday. I want you to write five things down that make me a better mom than other moms or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't need you to go. like <laughs> You know, they like, I know what I want. And so I'm like, that's what I want, you know? Yeah. And, and so I do think make it easy for your partner. And if you love a surprise, still say, I want a surprise, but I want it to be a weekend away someplace warm and then let them, you know, do the surprise. Yeah. That's my hot tip. Yeah. Is like, yeah. Don't don't expect them to know, you know, make yes. your needs yes. known. Yes.
0: They're not mind yeah. readers. Heather, yeah. thank you so exactly. much. Where can yeah. where can folks find you on your um, on your social medias?
2: So it's Heather McDonald, MC, not MAC. Instagram, it's heathermcdonald.net for all my upcoming dates. I just I have all my fall dates up there starting today. Yeah. I'm um, going to lots of big cities and doing a lot of city wineries and improvs. And uh, Juicy Scoop is just anywhere where you listen to podcasts, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, Patreon for more every Friday. You go back, get all the pot. You know how it works. But I, I love doing it. I've been doing it, it'll be six years. Uh, July 1st that I've been doing this show and um, it's really been a gift. So I, I loved, you know, I love it. I love the response that we get from our listeners, as I'm sure you do. So very grateful for anybody that takes the time to listen. All right.
0: Follow Heather uh, McDonald, wherever she is, go see her live. Go to the website. And and just keep in touch with her on all media platforms because she's fun as fuck. Thank you so much for doing the show today, Thank you, Heather. Ellen. Thank you. Well, Matthew, listen. If you if I don't think you need a relationship, if that's not where you are right now,
1: <laughs> Thank I <you>. think that <laughs> I think
0: that it's authentic. If it's authentic, if it's kind of like you know, if it's something you want to put your focus on, then great. But I don't, I think I'm not a big fan of conditional related happiness. Yes, Do you know course. what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like, I'm only going to be good if this happens. That's mm-hmm. just a way to kind of be discontent at all yes. times.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think there's all different, I think there's all different ways of kind of getting to work through some of the shit that we can obviously confront in a relationship, but in so many other kinds of relationships and intimate relationships and other areas of our lives too.
0: Mm hmm. Is that your hot message?
1: <laughs> well, overall, I mean, honestly, I would pe- I would really piggyback off of Heather's because I love that about really being aware of what it is that you actually need and being mm-hmm. able to speak it, n- not in a defensive way, just kind of putting it out there, letting people know, mm-hmm. you know, um, and which can be a hard thing to do, because that's a vulnerable. That's a vulnerable practice. I think a- that's a great idea.
0: You- to just kind of exactly say what you mean because people aren't mind readers. You can't assume that they know. And yeah. a lot of resentment builds up like, you know, when she's talking earlier about like, why am I taking myself to the airport? I want you to take me to the airport.
1: Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> take me to the airport. <laughs> well, where can we find you on your socials, Matthew?
1: You can find me at MJ Dempsey Psych on Instagram and Twitter, Matthew J Dempsey Psychotherapy on Facebook.
0: And he's single <laughs> <laughs> You can find me at Alec Mop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us both at stage 29 podcasts on on the Twitter. Yes. And Stage 29 Podcast on the Instagram. DM us. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you're thinking about. We are coming on a year. Whoa. Um, our first year of this of doing this, Matthew. We started this doing, doing it. during the pandemic. And yes. you and I have never had dinner together in person. Yeah, and so we have to take care of
1: technically that. we have once but that was it was on camera
0: <laughs> no there were there, there were other people there and i was i was in my social anxiety so we have to just be vulnerable together alone i love, I love you it. yes um thank you for listening uh don't forget to tune in next week we'll have more celebrities and more hot mess fun we'll see you then
1: bye everybody This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.